With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 310, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is episode 310. And this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. We are so happy that you are joining us for the 310th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. This is live and living color and funky like a monkey, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, the 310th episode uh, on the road to WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. Fun weekly interview this week. We got a live Q&A with the former Impact Wrestling star and a former uh, ROH star will talk about uh, his his journey uh, in both of those uh, in both of those uh, uh, promotions uh, during uh, his stint and just how just his overall thoughts and his overall stints for those promotions and he has some really big events coming up here soon one in particular this weekend I believe and we'll talk about that we got 
Uh, Raw, we got SmackDown, we got Fastlane predictions, we got so much going on with so many headlines, so many stories. Flavor of the week this week is typically people say that the worst WrestleMania of all time is WrestleMania Nine. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about we'll talk and see what truly was the worst WrestleMania of all time as uh, the live chat uh, through WrestlingInc.com. And we also uh, have uh, Wrestling Inc. Twitter uh, uh, go there. And, of course, uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam show is now uh, joining Wrestling Inc. for the YouTube page. So you'll be able to see the the Pancakes and Power Slam show on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube page. As you saw it last week as well, a lot of awesome, awesome uh, reviews uh, from there and a lot of uh, great messages. So I appreciate your feedback. Appreciate all the positive feedback and all the uh, all the awesome um, uh, encouragement of the Pancakes and Power Show. That's 310 episodes strong. Of course, submit your questions for this person that we're going to have a live Q&A with here uh, right now. So without further ado, he is, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Kingston. I am so happy to uh, bring Eddie Kingston to the show. So how are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm good. How's everything? Three hundred and ten, huh? Yes, three hundred and ten episodes. It's uh, it'll be six years here um, in a in a few weeks, about three or four weeks. It'll be th- it'll be six years on the show altogether. Nice, nice. <laughs> Absolutely. So Eddie Kingston, uh, you know, it's so funny because I remember I first got hip to. Eddie Kingston, I don't know what, I don't remember what year it was. Um, uh, probably, uh, oh, 2008 or nine, perhaps. Um, when I start, when I got first hip to, to you uh, as a competitor, it's when ROH was on HDNet. So it was, it was around that time. I don't remember exactly what the year was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you were, yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I don't remember what year that was. So it was probably 08, 09, maybe even 07, um, that I uh, got, I got hip to Eddie Kingston. So, uh, how in the world did you, uh, how were you able to land this job? Cause before then you, you've, you've competed for quite some time. So let the listeners know how long have you been in the professional wrestling industry? What caused you to be, uh, a part of the wrestling industry, and uh, how did you get your ROH uh, opportunity? Uh, I've been doing it for 16 years, uh, pro wrestling, and uh, I think like everybody loved it as a kid, you know what I mean? But uh, when I got mm-hmm. out of high school, I uh, I got a union job, uh, worked for local 580 in New York, iron workers, and one day, I was about 19, 19 years old, I looked over and I saw a bunch of the older dudes that were working and they were all coughing up lungs and some some of them were drinking on the job site. So I said to myself, there has to be something more. And it just clicked in my head. I said, why not do pro wrestling? You know what I mean? I always played sports and, you know, as a kid and in high school. So I decided to look up wrestling schools and, and found a couple. And then that was it. And then I found Chikara. And mm-hmm. just the rest is history, I guess you could say. And with uh, ROH, 
I did a couple of shots for them uh, before when Gabe Sapolsky was uh, booking, but it was you know it was here and there, nothing nothing full time. Then uh, Adam Pierce, who every time I see him, I'm grateful for him. Uh, Bring me in for that little. Yep, he brought me in for that little uh, run on uh, HGNet. So that's how I got hooked mm-hmm. up a Ring of Honor. Uh, so like the third time, third or fourth time I worked with him. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did have a few stints there. What are some of your uh, favorite moments of uh, being a part of the ROH uh, roster when you were there? I know that uh, there was some times the King of Kings of Wrestling was real big uh, at that time during the HDNet days. Uh, and I know that uh, you had, uh, you, you know, your moments uh, in ROH as well. What are some favorites that stand out for you? Uh, any any time I got to slap uh, Chris Hero in the face was always a good time. <laughs> and, uh, teaming teaming up with Homicide later on when they uh, yeah. when they moved to the Sinclair Network, uh, my match with Kevin yep. Steen when they were with Sinclair as well. So yeah, little moments like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, overall, how would you kind of evaluate uh, your time in Ring of Honor? I know that uh, it really, I mean, from a, I guess from a television standpoint, it really, really helped put you on the map uh, as far as popularity is concerned. You know, you mentioned Chikara. Chikara's definitely one of the most, in the, you know, most popular independent uh, promotions uh, but when you know Ring of Honor really got some television exposure, I know that really helped uh, helped you. So, but I mean, what are your overall take on just your stint or or multiple stints uh, during the Ring of Honor time? Well, and uh, anywhere I go, I feel you know blessed and lucky to be there, and I try to take the positive mm-hmm. out of everything, even if there was negative yeah. stuff. I'm not saying there was at Ring of Honor, but you know other places and stuff. But no, I I, I had a blast. I rang of honor and, and, and everything I did there, you know what I mean? I guess you could say that's a political answer, but it, it's the truth, you know what I mean? I had, you know what I mean? No matter what, I had I had fun in the ring with the guys, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. means the most to me, and I and I left that company not injured. So how about, how about that? No injuries or nothing like that. So at the end of the day, yeah. that's, the way, that's the way I look at it, you know what I mean? And I also, you know, yeah, that's the... I'm not ring of I'm not with Ring of Honor, and I haven't been with them in, in years. But you know what I mean. It's not like I have any ill will towards them. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I wish them nothing but the best. Certainly, certainly. So as far I mean, there's so many you know teams that you've uh, went against, and so many people that you went against from from Ring of Honor. You mentioned Homicide with I believe it was Outlaw Inc. Uh, that uh, mm-hmm. you, you guys were uh, a part of. Uh, had some. Um, uh, final battle, uh, I think it was Red Dragon uh, that you guys went against. How was that experience just going against uh, Fish and O'Reilly and just their, you know, your thoughts on them uh, being a part of NXT now? Well, I've, I've known Bobby Fish for a long time, and uh, I'm real happy for him for him to get an opportunity. You know, I mean, he's a journeyman. And uh, I remember Kyle when he first broke in, so to see him go from where he started to where he is now is just it's a really cool thing to see. You know what I mean? Uh, the match with them could have been a lot better. You know what I mean? There were things that happened outside the ring that night that, you know, things happened. That led to our first suspension. <laughs> you want to, but it, it uh, is what it is. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Then, well, when then, you get uh, a bunch of yeah, when you get a bunch when you get a bunch of outlaws, yeah, when you get a bunch of, when you get two outlaws together, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Like it's not ah. intimate. We all we all what yeah, we are exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a way of life. It becomes a way yeah. of life. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really interesting to, uh, with with your with your TNA run. Uh, it didn't last very long, um, but. It's it's funny because I like I said I followed you during the HNet days so that was I don't I don't remember years probably ten years ago close close to or around ten years ago, and I was very familiar with you just you know, CZW PWG as well, and when you became a part of the DCC, um, that was it made sense to me it it, it just totally made sense to me because before at first you, you you guys were maxed and then you led up to you know unmasking. And then the DCC uh, occurred, and it, it just made sense to me as far as just a, a rebellious kind of outlaw, like you, like you would say, um, and, and like your team name was in, in, in uh, ROH. It, it made sense. Now, who was it that uh, was responsible into you know breaking you into Impact, and you know who came up with the idea of the DCC? Uh, the DCC was all uh, James Storm, and uh, I've been backstage a couple times at, at Impact just, you know, saying what's up to people that I know there and stuff, and uh, James Storm came to me with the idea, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm ready to get paid and do whatever, and then uh, <laughs> he said he wanted Bram a part of it, and I'd known Bram for, for a while, so it just made sense to me, you know, that's my Bam Bam, as I call him, that's my homeboy, so it just it just made sense, and then it just went from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was pretty cool, but I mean, I, I, I'm at, personally, and I, I can say probably a lot. Some other people feel the same way. It seems like the DCC was cut short so just drastically for some reason. Like it just there were there was a really positive type of spin to it. Uh, the just the, the the masking and even the part of the unmasking. You know, it still kind of works uh, as far as just the, the, the mystique of it and just the rebel type of nature. What was it that caused it to be just to go like a sharp turn? Because like James Storm kind of made a babyface turn, broke away from the DCC and just went back to the whole cowboy gimmick, I remember. What was it that kind of caused that turn? Was there uh, some issue with creative? Was just was it just something, somebody from the back that just wasn't really invested to anymore? What happened there? Uh, just real plain and simple, uh, you know, it was a change in management. And when that mm. happens, you know, when there's a change in management, they're going to do what they think is best. And mm. they thought splitting up the DCC was the the best for for their vision. So it was really nothing, nothing really crazy, nothing really too deep. You know what I mean? It was just the new management had a different vision, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, how, your tenure there didn't last long after that. It just kind of, uh, I mean, did you get right? Like, so with the change of management, was it that did they write you off, or there were there you know discussions of using you more, or was it just a short deal from the first place? Oh no, it was a, it was just a short deal. It was a it was a year deal and. Uh... When the DCC broke off, like I said, management had their own ideas, and their, the new management had their own ideas, and they knew where to go. 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. granted, now, if you were to talk to me a month after all this went down, you'd probably be hearing a totally different story. The hot-headed <laughs> New Yorker would have been coming out of me, you know what I mean? But after so long and sitting back and thinking about it, this was just part of the business, you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the business yeah. plan, you know, it's a business plan. and, and it's, Or like I like to tell people, it's like a, a football playbook, you know what I mean? We had this one mm-hmm. playbook when – when uh the one management was there. We had their playbook, mm-hmm. and DCC was part of that playbook. So it was Eddie Kingston, sense. so it was Bram, all that stuff. Well, when the new head coach, a.k.a. when the new management came in, the new playbook came in. And we just, mm-hmm. uh, me and Bram, just didn't fit their new playbook. Now, again, like I said, if you would have talked to me a month afterwards, I probably wouldn't have took this interview a month afterwards. Because I would have probably buried myself really bad, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so I would have yeah, been. You told me. Blue. You told me. Yeah, you told me beforehand. You know, it's a PG show. You would have had to like bleep me a lot. You know what I mean. But you know, yeah. I'm an emotional person, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, so it, it is what it is. You know, like you said, time heals all wounds, and also just sitting back thinking about it, I'm like, well, yeah, no, it was their move. It was their decision. They were in charge, and. I can't get mm-hmm. mad about that because that's part of the business. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just the way it is, you know? And I, you know, I could have played a factor in it. There's things I could have done better there as well, you know what I mean? To make sure that I was part of their playbook. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you got to take, you know, I can blame management all I want, but guess what? At the end of the day, I got to look at myself and see what I did wrong or right or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is at this Good point. point. Yeah, yeah, so that's definitely a good point. Absolutely, um, yeah. I mean, it was, so it was it a matter of so? So this is the end of 2017. So was this? So this was the anthem transition, right? Uh yeah. Anthem came in. You know what I mean? And and they came in with their own guys, and they had their own vision. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I can't knock it. You know what I mean? Like like I said, man, sitting back thinking about it, I was like, well, yeah, I would have. Yeah, no, I get it. I would have done the same thing, or I would have done this, or I would have done that, you know? Now, ego-wise, yeah. I would have said, put me on TV, and I'll make you money. That's the ego talking, but, you know, I, I could definitely see their point and their side of things, you know? And that's just mm-hmm. the bottom line. I'm not in charge. They are. So they make they make right. the decisions, you know, at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a... Uh... Uh, a very mature and professional way to to, uh, <laughs> to, to look at it. I, oh, I trust me, it took me that. months. It took me months to get there. Don't don't. This wasn't overnight. Yeah, yeah, this took me months. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's, it's good that it, you know we didn't speak uh, at the end of last year a few months ago <laughs> about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would have been rough. It would have been a definitely different call. Just you know, and again, it wouldn't have been their fault anyway. It would have been me just being me. You know, like being mm-hmm. hot headed. For for the yeah. business being the way it is, it's it's the way it is, man. You're not gonna reinvent the wheel, you know. That's right. Even though That's sometimes, right. even though and sometimes I want to smash the wheel, you know, but it is what. It is. <laughs> But the wheel, you know, that's that's a good point too. You want to smash it, but at the same time, the wheel is is paying your bills. So that's, that's yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, now this time, so at, at this time was Jared around as well? Yeah, Jeff came in. You know what I mean, and uh, he was doing his thing there. He was, you know, bringing in his guys and and doing what he thought was best for for the company mm-hmm. at the time. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are your thoughts on him uh, joining uh, the list of uh, WWE Hall of Famers? Well, first off, you know, I, I hit him up and I said congrats to him. You know what I mean? After what, you know, was publicized, what he was going through, it was great to see him do that. But also, you know, I'm I'm happier that, uh, from what I understand, that, he, that he's much better now. He's sober. He's better now. He's living a healthier life. So, you know what I mean? I I think that's better than the Hall of Fame, but it, it, just, it goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? You start doing yeah. Start living better than good things happen, I believe, you know? So yep, I'm just absolutely. happy for him that, like I said, happy for him about the whole thing, but even happier about his personal life getting getting everything together, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Got a question here. Speaking of Impact, current Impact uh, wrestling star Aboto El Patron, um, uh, there's, <clears throat> there's some talks of him potentially uh, going back to the WWE. Your thoughts on... Uh, WWE trying to uh, negotiate some some stuff with him. Have you worked with El Patron, and um, what are your thoughts on him possibly going back to the WWE? No, I didn't have the opportunity to work with him, but uh, a couple of my friends have worked with him or worked against him, all that stuff. Uh, why not? You know what I mean. The dude's a superstar. Why not? Why wouldn't you want him on your on your TV product or on your wrestling show? You know what I mean, he looks yeah, like a million absolutely. bucks. He can talk. He can, he can go in the ring. It's been proven, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. People can say whatever, man. The proof's in the pudding. You know what I mean? That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding, man. You can say whatever. This guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. But if the guy goes in there and gets people's attentions and and draws people in and and all that stuff, you can't knock him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think I think the biggest criticism that people have with uh, with El Patron is uh, just the uh, seemingly acrimonious relationship that he's had with WWE, and just will they will will this time be be good? So I'm sure that you're familiar with just uh, being being an emotional person that you are. How is it? Um, you know, <laughs> that's the nicest you know, way of putting it. That's the nice way to put it. Like the, you like the segue here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how is it? Working deals with um, uh, just people. I mean, how, how does that work? I mean, how does that look like as far as just uh, making deals, just as far as Impact Wrestling is concerned? You know, ROH. You you've you've competed for two of the biggest uh, companies. Uh, you know, in uh, America, how does that usually work? And, and and has Eddie Kingston built a positive or a negative reputation as far as promoters? I I say in the middle. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say all the way positive. I wouldn't say all the way negative. Uh, one thing I do pride myself on is people know I'm very honest, mm-hmm. and there's no I can't curse. There's no there we go. There's no bull behind me. What I say is what I mean, and if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that that's yeah. all it is with that. Like I, I'm going to go in there, and also they know whatever I do in the ring is is as real as it can get in, in our profession, you know, and mm-hmm. I just go out there, man, I give everything I got and I've been doing that for 16 years and uh, I don't regret nothing. I don't, I have no regret on anything mm-hmm. I've done because it's, it's, it, it wouldn't be me if I did it any other way, you know? So mm-hmm. now negotiating with me is pretty simple, man. I'm, you do right by me. I do right by you. You know what I mean? If something's wrong, tell me and we'll fix it. You know, but yeah. things are just, you know, I got to learn the other side of the game. 
when things don't always work yeah. out like that. I got to take the street attitude out of it as well. So yeah, I'm learning how to do that though. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning how to do that. Yeah, it takes time when you're so used to of one area, you know, one one way, you know, for so long. It, it takes time to kind of uh, uh, look at things differently, and so. But yeah, I mean, yeah, especially been for yeah, especially years. when yeah, no, but again, I've been making a living off wrestling. I think. After my seventh or eighth year in the business, I was able to make a living off it. But before that, again, I was still ironworking on the side. And you know what I mean? You're on the job site with guys doing construction. is not really the uh, best best way to learn how to play the supposed <laughs> game or all that stuff. You know what I mean? When you have guys cursing, cursing, all, you know, cursing at their foreman and, and leaving and going back to the union hall because you can get a job the next day. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. It's a it's yeah, a different absolutely. it's a different type of business, you know what I mean? And that's what I learned, and you know what I mean. Again, you got to break it out, you know what I mean? If I want to make some type of impact, no pun intended, uh, on this business of sport, you know what I mean? You got to learn it, and yeah, that's why I love being that impact. It taught me, it taught me a lot. Jeff Jarrett taught me a lot. Homicide taught me a lot. Conan taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that whole business side of it, they taught me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was, and, and, you know, it doesn't matter how long you're in the business, there's always growth. I mean, that's really with life. I mean, you know. It's just, yeah, and life in general. There's you know, paying dues in life. You know what I mean? When people say right. pay dues, man, you pay you pay dues in life, and the last due is death. That's why I tell people, no matter how grim absolutely. that sounds, but it is what it is. <laughs> that is absolutely, absolutely correct, 100%. Eddie, it's been it's been a pleasure. You've got a big big event uh, coming up here, uh, so let the listeners know about that as well as uh, any other dates you got coming up. Yeah, March tenth, uh, I'm in for uh, AIW. I guess you could say they're like the uh, EC, almost like ECW-ish in uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. and they're going to be in Akron for the first time. And uh, I'm taking on the uh, Akron's particle son, you know, Dom, the little. Uh, judo bjj shooter guy and uh mm-hmm. you know i mean that should that should definitely be fun people in akron should come out check it out check out aiw i know they're on twitter and all that and uh then the next day i'm in atlanta for atlanta wrestling entertainment awe you know I me mean? should go check that out and and if they want to follow me or check me out go to uh mad king 1981 on Twitter. I think that's what it is. I don't know if it's Mad Kingston or Mad King 1981, one of those two. And uh, Eddie Kingston 81 on Instagram. I'm on that thing more than Twitter anyway. I like pictures. Perfect. I'm a picture guy, I guess. But yeah, you can follow me there and and, yeah, I don't read books unless there's pictures in it, you know? (laughs) Uh Now and then you can follow me there, see what see what I'm up to, see see what's going on, where I'm going to be at. You know what I mean? I'm busy. I'm the independent, still grinding, still doing my thing, still mm-hmm. uh, still learning, still looking for something. I don't know what, but it's something. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you, Eddie. Uh, you've been in the game for 16 years now, and I'm sure you've never used this line in a promo. So I want you. I'm challenging you to do this. The next promo or whatever promo that you have before, I mean, within the next month or so, so you don't forget, you have to use the line, I don't read books unless there's pictures in them. you got to use that line. 
I will. I definitely will. I will find a way to get that in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely and do that. You, I would definitely yes, do that. Yes, and and send the video to me, uh, and I will I will share it. And yes, I'm looking forward to that. Have somebody video. I'm sure everybody, you know, there's videos everywhere. You know, events that you. Oh have. yeah, you can't when do you, nothing nowadays without something popping up on social media. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So when you use that line, I don't read books unless there's pictures in them. Let me know, and I will laugh hysterically and, and share it. Oh, no, of course, man, of course. I also just want to say one more thing, man. If uh, anybody yeah. out there knows Davey, if anybody out there knows Davey Vega or follows him on Twitter and all that stuff, do me a favor and harass him for me. He's a real bad person. Get on him. sure <laughs> <laughs> too. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the emotional side of Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah, that's the emotion. It's the most emotion you're going to get without a couple of shots of whiskey and, and, and a beer. That's what you're going to get out of me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. No, man. Thank you very much, man. Thank you to everybody listening, not listening, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Thank you, buddy. You too. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a pretty fun interview from a former Ring of Honor star, Eddie Kingston, ladies and gentlemen, former Impact Wrestling star as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, 16 years in the game, Eddie Kingston, um, just awesome. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the uh, interview with Eddie Kingston, ladies and gentlemen. So we got a loaded show tonight. So without further ado, it is time. You know what time it is. Headline time. Here we go. So, Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim is now in the WWE uh, Hall of Fame. He's about to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's entering the WWE Hall of Fame. And uh, just overall thoughts on that. I think that this is a fantastic move. I'm a big proponent of that. I think it's a great idea. And I definitely think that there's something that's, um, it's, it's something that is long overdue. And it's something that's, uh, it, it's not, see, I think with, with the hillbilly gym, it's not a matter of, you know, was this person champion? Was this person a wrestler, you know, an amazing wrestler? It's not, that's not the, the the point. The point is character himself. He is a legend. And this is my personal opinion. Hillbilly Jim is a legend in the WWE. Title, no title, whatever you want to say, I think it's very, very uh, well-deserved for Hillbilly Jim to be in the Hall of Fame. Hillbilly Jim was a part of, uh, you know, 1980s wrestling, when you know the heyday of eighties wrestling and just it was incredible. It was it was absolutely incredible and so character driven and he was such an amazing baby face and he really, really knew how to work the crowd. Uh I remember when I was a kid I had uh, I always wanted a horseshoe necklace. <laughs> a horseshoe chain necklace that Hillbilly Jim had uh, and he would always kiss that horseshoe chain necklace 
and I remember I had one of those thumb wrestler dolls of the Hillbilly Gym, and it was absolutely incredible. I had a bunch of of those thumb wrestling thumb wrestling dolls, and I had a ring, and I remember that it, it just lighted it just lit up my day. That uh, Hillbilly Gym, among others, was a part of my uh, collection of WWE uh, figures, uh, the, the thumb wrestling figures. And I had a bunch of, I had dolls and, 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 you know, bigger figures and thumb wrestling figures, but it was just so amazing that uh, Hillbilly Jim was a part of uh, my collection. And yeah, I mean, he, he was, he was definitely legendary in the making. Uh, he, he was, to me, he was really instrumental uh, in really helping develop the excitement and intensity of the WWE back in the eighties. Yeah. He wasn't, uh, you know, part of some, you know, elaborate storyline, you know, he's had some, he had some times with, uh, with Andre the giant and, uh, he had some other, you know, some other, uh, uh, feuds as well, but, you know, it wasn't really about that. You know, when it came to, to hillbilly Jim, it was the fact that he was legendary. Uh, he, he was a legendary figure because of his character being so larger than life that people just clung, um, just, just really uh, attached themselves to the, the, the character of, of Hillbilly Jim. And, you know, it's so funny because when he was on the Legends House, he seemed like a really, really cool, humble person. And he was probably one of the only people that was level-headed, you know, in the Legends House. I watched a few episodes of that. I really didn't get into it as much. Uh, but I did watch a few episodes of the Legends House, and he just seemed like he was the only one that was really level-headed among all of them. Uh, you know, Piper and Patterson and Oakland, <laughs> Oakland were the were the three that was uh, kind of all over the place. Atlas had his moments as well. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was really cool to see Hibbley Jim. Really cool to see him back in the uh, WrestleMania 17 uh, gimmick battle royal. He looked great at that time, but that was uh, a while ago. That was like 17. It's crazy. That was 17 years ago. WrestleMania 17 was 17 years ago. Time, time, time. Uh, it, it's crazy how, how much time flies. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the last time we saw him in that movie. It was, uh, what, 17 years ago? So that was the, the, the gimmick battle royal. And it looked great. I mean, I haven't seen any pictures of Hillbilly Jim in the past, you know, you know, five or so years. But I'd imagine that, uh, you know, he's still in really good shape. I'm not sure how old he is. I can find that out real quick as far as his age is concerned. But at that time, he was older. And, uh, yeah, he still looked, still looked great. So, you know, to come out in overalls and, and uh, you know, uh, don't go messing with the country boy. Um uh, so yeah, TMZ just broke a uh, just interviewed on him. Um, <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame is a uh, dad gum dream. <laughs> so absolutely. So he's sixty five year. Wow, sixty five years old. So um, wow. So he'll be sixty six here a day after Independence Day. That's incredible. Sixty six years old. I'm looking at recent pictures, and he still looks great at 66. Uh, you know, stuff like that just really, um, it really brightens me up, uh, just as far as just seeing people. Because, you know, I've had over 100 guests on my show in the past six years, uh, probably 
double that from, you know, repeated guests. And I've had so many conversations with so many people off air as far as just um, it gets really sad to see someone who's been in the business for so long that, you know, is really um, – it's really kind of clawing and scratching and still kind of make ends meet. And I, and I go to independent shows uh, and it, and it gets really sad to see some of these people um, just kind of really claw and scratch themselves uh, to, to, and it's like, man, you, you can tell that this person is still uh, depending on these shows, you know, to, to make them a, a couple bucks you know, and, you know, it's just, it gets really sad to see people who's been wrestling for so long. Now, granted, you know, there's still some people who can go, like my buddy Bobby Fulton um, at World Classic, uh, professional big-time wrestling, him and, and Shane Douglas, and uh, watch the Stan, Stan Man looks great still. Um, and and there, I've been to a bunch of other independent shows as well that I've seen people who can who can still go. Um, but at the same time, you still have other people who, uh, and some other shows that I've been to that, uh, looks quite, quite sad, quite, uh, and I'm like, man, I just really wish that you, you know, would retire and save and do all that good stuff. And I just riotlessly spend your money. Um, but at the same time. And they look, you know, very sad, and it's like I, I'm still empathetic, you know, or sympathetic towards him. But with Hillbilly Jim, it just seems like uh, he's just living and loving life. He he had, you know, because here's one the good thing about Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim didn't. I mean, he knew his place. He he knew his place in the in the in the sport of professional wrestling. He knew not to overdo it. He knew not to. Um, you know, be involved, just, you know, and oversaturate his gimmick. His gimmick was so strong back in the 80s that he didn't oversaturate it by going to WCW, you know, uh, and, and just having some type of heel turn or, uh, you know, just, just doing something just way odd, you know, with his with his gimmick. He stayed tried and true. He was introduced by Hulk Hogan. You know, he was a country boy uh, from Mutlick, Kentucky, uh, and he stayed his course. And he was so good at what he did that he became a legend because he didn't alter the legendary status and his character that was so big. And, I, you know, mad respect for that. Mad respect for that because, you know, you have so many people who, you know, and, and grant, you know, rightfully so, if, if if this is your deal, if this is your livelihood of professional wrestling, you have to be flexible, you know, to be able to make those decisions to, you know, become a face, become a heel, go here, go there. I understand that totally. I, I totally understand that. I've been a pro wrestling journalist for uh, almost 10 years now, actually over 10 years now, and I get it. I, I totally understand just, you know, people – um, being flexible, I have many people in the wrestling business who are wrestlers now, you know, who are still very flexible with just their gimmick and things like that. So I understand. I, I understand. However, you, you know, people people like Hillbilly Jim, who looks like an anomaly. You know, he's a big old just country boy. 
you know, with 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 the with the overalls and the horseshoe necklace, big old country boy, hillbilly Jim, and you know, and that's and and that's somebody who created a character that was a lasting impression to people. You know, people, you know, remember hillbilly Jim from their from their youth, and uh, you know, he created a legend. Um, you know, of course, WWE, you know, uh, basically created it, but he was available, you know, and he played the part very well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be attending the Hall of Fame, um, and I'm really, really looking forward uh, to just his speech and, you know, who's going to induct him. That would be interesting to see. And and that, I, I think that brings an even interesting topic because it seems as if, Nobody. It, it seems like Hulk Hogan has to induct Hillbilly Jim, right? I mean, with all of the craziness and turmoil that's going on with Hulk Hogan, it would make sense if he inducted, you know, Hillbilly Jim in the Hall of Fame. But then you say, does that mean an unofficial return for Hulk Hogan? I mean. Even if it's a one-off, it just wouldn't make sense if Hulk Hogan inducted Hillbilly Jim into. I can't. I, I honestly can't think of anyone who's still alive who would be a suitable replacement to induct Hillbilly Jim into the Hall of Fame, except for the person who brought him into the WWE storyline, brought him into the WWE, brought him in the business. You know, they they wrote in the storyline and he got him from the crowd and kind of trained them and, you know, showed them the ropes. And I honestly don't think anyone else should do it but Hulk Hogan. It makes perfect sense. And then you have so many stories of Hulk Hogan. And Hulk, is Hulk Hogan back? Hulk Hogan's going to induct Hillbilly Jim in the Hall of Fame. Does that mean a return? They did play a lot of Hulk Hogan footage on, you know, Raw when they, when they made the announcement of Hillbilly Jim. So, Really should be it should be very interesting to see uh, what they're going to do. Once again, a special shout out to Eddie Kingston uh, for coming on the show tonight. And of course, uh, we are live on the Wrestling Inc. Facebook page, and we also uh, will have the uh, will be having the Pancakes and Power Slam show on YouTube, Wrestling Inc. YouTube. So uh, go to the Wrestling Inc. YouTube uh, channel to check out the Pancakes and Power Slam shows. As well. Next headline we have is Rey Mysterio. So, okay, so there was a um, report that Rey Mysterio uh, could be uh, in heavy negotiations with WWE against John Cena. So it seemed as if it was a left field report. Uh, it was from Justin Brasso of Sports Illustrated. And so. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's not going to happen most likely. <laughs> but well, unfortunately with Bray Mysterio, he's injured. Um he it was a bicep that he tore for uh an indie indie show. I think it was like Northeast Wrestling if I'm not mistaken. I think he was teaming with Flip Gordon and he injured I think it was the bicep, maybe tricep, but I think it was his bicep. Um so I mean, you know, torn Bicep, torn tricep, um, you know, that's, if it's a complete tear, 
we'll see. I mean, of, of course, as, as, as uh, information continues to continues to unfold, but um, you know, he potentially missed out on his big break to to have a big big money match against uh, whoever it was. Um, you know that that report was not accurate as far as I heard. As far as uh, John Cena going against Mysterio, as far as as far as I know, it's still Cena Taker. Uh, but you know, if he was uh, kind of priming himself and grooming himself to be on the WrestleMania card, I'm sure that there was somewhere to put him. You know, uh, that he could have been in a pretty good match. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm sure it would have been very. You know, I would have been okay with Mysterio versus Jinder Mahal. You know, or throwing Mysterio in the uh, U.S. title uh, match. Uh, but it, it, I guess with Mysterio, it probably makes sense if he was a part of like a marquee match, a one-on-one. If he is a part of a multiple-person match, it kind of, kind of would defeat the purpose of him, you know, having his big return. Um, so, I, I, and in that sense, it goes back to where in the world do you put the guy? You know, as far as just uh, uh, where does he go <laughs> if if he comes back? If it's not Cena, um, you know, it's definitely not going to be AJ because AJ, you know, is is uh, we'll, we'll we'll have the elimination chamber predictions at the end of the show, but you know, I think it's pretty much a lock uh, that we'll see AJ versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. So where in the world does that leave Rey Mysterio? So. Uh, it should be very interesting to see uh, if he does come back. If it is not as bad as uh, as, as uh, it could be, and he does make a a big WrestleMania uh, return, a WrestleMania appearance, it should be interesting to see where they'll put him. Uh, hopefully, they'll hopefully they'll just throw him somewhere. And but at the same time, uh, if they did do a deal with Wrestle with Mysterio before he got injured. I may need to have some, um, may need to change it up a little bit uh, and probably put him in the Andre Battle Royal. So we shall see. We shall see where Rey Mysterio will go. Um, but it's, it's terrible that he's injured. It really is. I mean, it's it's really terrible that uh, he just suffers this injury weeks before WrestleMania. I mean, that's, talk about, I mean, no no good time. No timing is good to have an injury, of course, of course not. But at the same time, it just seems like the most inopportune time. And, uh, you know, Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe can attest to this. The most inopportune time to suffer an injury is uh, certainly, uh, certainly right before WrestleMania. So we'll see where, we'll see where it goes with, uh, with Rey Mysterio. So let's go back to this Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron, uh, conversation here. So, uh, according to PW Insider, WWE and Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron, had some discussions last week at the WWE headquarters, and uh, apparently there was some interest in bringing back Alberto El Patron. So. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's, it's really, at this point, this it'll be his third stint back. And, you know, I, I can definitely understand what, what Eddie Kingston's uh, talking about. He makes he makes a good point as far as just he's making money. You know, he looks like a million bucks. I, I get that. But just like I said, 
you know, there's there was an acrimonious relationship between uh, El, Del Rio and, and WWE. I mean, I've I've listened to plenty of interviews. I've listened to plenty plenty of interviews with uh, Del Rio. Uh, there, Del Rio's uh, um, uh, agent actually emailed me, contacted me uh, a few months ago uh, to to bring him on the show. Uh, and uh, we couldn't get to a time uh, and date together. Um, so, and, and and I've listened to plenty of uh, of Del Rio's comments. I've, I've I've known people who I mean I know people who knows Del Rio. We'll have conversations about about you know things that he said. So, I, he's been very vocal about his. Uh, his stint in WWE, and he's even had an he, he had a uh, interview uh, pro- probably late last year, middle of last year, sometime. Uh, I think it was probably like in October. I think it was either October or November. Um, he had an interview saying that uh, he can make more money or makes more money uh, competing in the independence than he does in WWE. So, you know. If there, if this is true, and he was actually, you know, meeting with WWE over, um, you know, over some some possible returning, you know, here here's my thoughts on it. Does this happens if <laughs> this, the same thing happens for the fourth time? You know, for the third time, he he had, you know, a pretty very successful stint in 2011, won the Royal Rumble. Main event at well, he was a part of a main event at WrestleMania. Uh, then it kind of took a turn to the left when he didn't win his WrestleMania match, nor did he win the I think it was like an Extreme Rules ladder match that uh, Christian won. You know his his championship, World Heavyweight Championship. But then he won the Money in the Bank. He cashed it in to beat Punk. So I mean, you know, he had a good feud with John Cena over the title. So you know, he's had. I think he's had what the title four times in WWE. I think he won the World Heavyweight Championship twice, and I think he won the WWE Championship twice, if I'm not mistaken. So he's had quite a you know successful WWE career. It's just that uh, you know he wasn't a big fan of just the way he was utilized uh, toward the end of both times. He came in, defeated John Cena to win the U.S. Championship at the Open Challenge, you know, to for a second stint, and then you know that led to multiple losses against Kalisto and uh, the League of Nations, which was probably one of the most worst put together factions that the WWE uh, ever had. So, you know, it would be interesting to see if Del Rio comes back. It really would be uh, to see, and where do you put him? I mean, you don't put him back in the main event, do you? I mean, Del Rio back in the main event. I mean, however you could with with the brand split, because the split wasn't around the second stint. Uh I think that I think that if you put him on SmackDown, I think he'd be a really strong heel on SmackDown, a main event heel on SmackDown. 
But at the same time, SmackDown has plenty of heels. So, um, yeah, SmackDown has plenty of heels. I mean, do you put them on Raw? Do you feed them with Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship? Uh, uh, not quite sure about that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, let's see. Yeah, two-time WWE champion, two-time uh, heavyweight champion, uh, world heavyweight champion, two-time U.S. champ. So, you know, six singles, six six singles titles run, six single titles run, singles title run in WWE, uh, and so yeah, he had a pretty pretty good uh, career there. So I, I think he I think he'd be totally fine there. Uh, trivia question. Who won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 8? How about that? Quick, quick, quick in your face. Quick in your face. Um, trivia question there. <laughs> that came from nowhere. All right, next uh, next headline. So Gronk, New England Patriots, Ron, Rob Gronkowski. Um, further speculation of him joining the WWE. And I, I you know... He's he's you know he can play the celebrity factor. I definitely don't you know he's not a bigger he's he's not as big of a name. Uh, yes, Bret Hart, good job, Luke. Absolutely, Bret Hitman Hart. Here's the next question. Here's the next question. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Who did the Undertaker beat at WrestleMania 11? Who did the Undertaker beat? At WrestleMania 11, um, yeah. So as far as as far as Gronkowski is concerned, I mean he's he's an anomaly. You know he, he's you know I think uh, they'll I think he'll be a good addition to WWE as far as the celebrity factor, like during WrestleMania or SummerSlam. You know he'd be a good he'd be a good SummerSlam type deal. But here's the thing: Are they purposely leaving Mojo Rawley off of? TV because he hasn't been on TV for a while. He wasn't on SmackDown. He he hasn't been on TV for a while. So are they purposely leaving Gronk? Uh, are they purposely leaving Mojo off of of television because they realize that this turn, this heel run with Mojo was just bad news. It was just it was just kind of terrible, you know. And I, I'm I'm wondering uh, if, if WWE is just saying, um, you know, is are we going to save Mojo for Gronk? Because if Gronk comes in as you know, if he signs a contract with WWE, it would make it would make perfect sense for him to be aligned with Mojo Rawley, and they can't do it as heels because you know coming in as celebrity and coming in as a heel uh, that really wouldn't make much sense. So, yeah, you know, we'll see that. We'll see about that. We got a comment here. They would like to see Brock win and resign with WWE. Um, nah, I, you know, I just, I don't think so. Uh, if, if he resigns, I mean, of course it'd be, you know, it'd be positive for WWE because usually they, I mean, he he helps them with this with this uh, angle going on. Which, by the way, Roman Reigns last week and this week cut two of his best promos in, in WWE history. Uh, and, you know, during his time in WWE, um, fantastic way to turn the crowd. 
and I said this before we get to Raw. I said this. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this very clear. King Kong Bunny, absolutely great job, Luke. Um, I, I said this, and I'm gonna make it very clear before I forget. If I, I hopefully, I, I didn't. I wouldn't have forgotten. But it just in case in my have slipped my mind during this episode, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna make it very clear as far as how I feel. I think that Brock Lesnar should not appear next week on Raw. I believe it's going to be in Detroit. Brock Lesnar should not appear. Just imagine, and I tweeted this uh, last night on Raw, uh, doing Raw. Just imagine the heat that Brock Lesnar would receive if He's advertised for another appearance, and he does not show. Oh, man. I mean, talk about heat. That would tip the iceberg right there. Um, he got heat from Chicago, and Chicago is uh, one of the, probably the markiest town in the nation, and he got some heat from, from, uh, he got some heat from Chicago, that's for sure. They cheered him. And he beat Kane in, Kane in 35 seconds, and he, you know, did the whole thing. I'm gonna get my money and leave, take my money and go home, take my ball, take my title and go home. He played that gimmick. He did it well, and Chicago booed him. And mission accomplished. So Detroit, I think he should do the same thing. I think, mm, I think Paul Heyman. You know, you don't want to oversaturate Paul Heyman. Uh, coming out because, you know, his promos, I mean, he's a great promo guy, no doubt, but his promos are getting a little bit monotonous and just not as impactful as it was three years ago when they were feuding against each other. Um, but I tell you, if if Paul Heyman came out next week, Roman Reigns comes out, cuts a promo, Paul Heyman comes out, cuts a promo, and says something like, you know, the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE champion is not here today. Oh, the place will erupt. It just, oh, they have to do it. They have to do it. If you, WWE, if you are listening or if you are looking right now, look at me, WWE. You must do this. You must do this. You must not have Brock Lesnar show up in Detroit next Monday on Raw. If you want Roman Reigns to successfully be that baby face that you want, that you're asking for, do not have Brock Lesnar show up on Raw. That will do the trick. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if it goes. Because... What is I mean really? What what is a face off going to do? I just what is a face off going to do? We're, we're I'm, you know we're tired of the face offs, the the, the face off that they had uh, a while was it the, the Raw before Mania uh, in, in two thousand one? Uh, oh no, no, I'm sorry, two thousand and fifteen uh, WrestleMania uh, was thirty one WrestleMania thirty one. The raw that they had before that, when they were like trying to uh, grab the WWE um, uh, title, um, 
and that that was just that was just the weirdest looking, oddest you know looking um, segment you know that they that that WWE had, and it just really made both Lesnar and uh, Reigns look really really weird. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it I'm trying to find it um, when they when they had when they were just 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 having like what's well, mine what's well, mine I mean, it just it really make it really made both of them here it is it made both of them look really 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 odd and like super stupid uh, and I'm trying to find a good picture to uh, to share here here we go. The picture here. Oh man, just absolutely terrible here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pull up the image here, and I'm going to I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to show it. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best to show this image here. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the. Oh, isn't that terrible? And that's just terrible. Uh, very, very, very terrible. Uh, and no, it's it's my title. No, it's 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 my title. I don't know how much you can see on that. Yeah, just absolutely, uh, absolutely terrible. Um, got a got a comment. No, 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 no. Say he is not there. Um, different. Be there. Okay. And then beat up Roman. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that because that, who is that going to help? That's going to put. That's going to you know. Um, that that's going to put. I don't think that's really going to put heat on Brock. I, I really don't think that's going to put heat on Brock because at at this point you're you're thinking about um, changing the game. You know, putting pops on Roman Reigns, and that's that's what you know. That's what the plan is. So we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Cause, but if you do that, though, if you say, "Hey, you know, he's not here," and then he rushes him from the from behind, um, I mean, that could that could leave an impression. But at the same time, I think that that would take away from the whole part of him not being there. The heat is not in faking that he's not there and him just not appearing. The heat is what Roman Reigns is saying, that he just doesn't care. I don't want to be here. I'm just taking my ball and go home. I'm taking my money. I'm just here for the money. I don't care about the sport. I don't care about the fans. That is the angle that they're doing with Brock Lesnar right now. So if he says, so if, if Heyman says, okay, well, Brock Lesnar's not here and he shows up, I don't think that that will really draw heat uh, because Roman Reigns, you know, people are booing Roman Reigns. So if you want to get him cheered, don't put the emphasis on Roman Reigns. Put the emphasis on Brock Lesnar because We've already we're already going somewhere here. We're already going somewhere positive here, that the fans are like, whoa, wait a minute, he's got a point there. You know, when Roman Reigns, they were cheering the fact that he had a point. He had a very very valid point, 
that, oh, wait a minute. He's only had uh, five pay-per-view matches, um, you know, since WrestleMania. And he's been champ for about a year. Really defends it. And doesn't make appearances. Just comes in and goes out. I'm here, you know, every day. Busting my butt. I've got a family butt, a blood, family heritage. Brock Lesnar just comes in here, does whatever he wants to, comes and goes, and that's it. But if he's like, okay, well, Heyman's like, well, he's not here again, it's kind of plant. I mean, it makes it seem less of a shoot. It makes it seem like it's all kind of gimmicked. Um, but if he just doesn't show up, I mean, it's one of those things like Roman Reigns is like, see, I told you. Now, if he shows up on the Raw right before um, uh, I get you, and I like your point, I appreciate that. And and I think, and and I think that you want to, like I said, that you want to keep that heat on Brock Lesnar. I mean, you just want to. Uh, if he shows up the Raw before um, Mania, I'm okay with that. The Go Home Show, show up, it's fine. I think. I think by that point the, the the fans get it. If the Brock Lesnar shows up, and here's and this is what I would do even be the Raw before WrestleMania, I would I would tease this big encounter. See, this ha- this has to happen. It has to be like a combustible element right before Mania. So no touching, no physicality. I'm 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 totally okay with them not doing that picture that I just saw. <laughs> just show. Don't do that. Because it was weird, it was corny, it was cheesy, and it really didn't do too much to set up the the, the main event uh, for WrestleMania 31. Don't have any confrontation, don't have any type of physicality, none of that. This is what I would do the the Raw before Mania. Uh, I would advertise for Brock Lesnar to be there, so people, you know, would say, okay, is he there? Is he going to be there? already have a very, very negative connotation, very, very negative flag towards the fact that he's just missing appearances, which is further proving the point of Roman Reigns. And here's the thing. Uh, I would have Brock Lesnar come in. I would have his you know, music go off, and I would have Roman Reigns in the ring again, ready to go, ready to have this conversation, confrontation. So the fans are getting excited that we're going to see this clash between Reigns and Lesnar. I would have here's here's the ring. I would have Lesnar come up to the ring. He can even jump on the ring, and I would have him jump right back off and go right to the back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll do it for you. I I definitely think that he should do that. Oh, that would be so much heat, and that would be so much excitement and anticipation for uh, Lesnar versus Reigns because Reigns Lesnar's got all this heat. He's got all this heat, and that's that's the amazing point about WrestleMania. And we got some comments about uh, what I just said. Okay, so a few uh, a few shows ago, real quick, a few shows ago. Uh, and, there, and so many people know that Booker T is one of my favorite uh, wrestlers of all time. But he could be a little quirky. He could be a little interesting when he speaks. Uh, you know, many comments that people say that about about 
Booker T, the Booker Man. And uh, I listen to his Heated Conversations podcast. I listen to several of them. I've written plenty of articles about them. And he was doing this promo. He was he he was doing this promo right before uh, his Heated Conversations promo. Uh, heated Conversations um, uh, podcast. And I think it was about booking. And I think it was about some booking him to like do a show or or something, a speaking engagement uh, uh, show. So his booking agent, I think it's his co-host as well, is Brad is Brad Gilmore. And so he he told he was telling people, hey, if you want to book me, go to Brad Gilmore. And at the end of the promo, he said, do it, do it now, uh, do it for you. And I just. Th- I just thought I busted out laughing when I heard that because I'm thinking in my head, what in the heck are you talking about, Booker T? <laughs> it's just I thought it was hilarious, and it and it fits in so much of what people talk about, just this quirkiness and like, what in the world are you talking about? Do it, do it now, uh, do it for you, and I just yeah. So that's that's like a running joke on the Pancakes of Power Slam show. I haven't said it in the past few weeks, but uh, I'm so glad that I remembered to say it again. And that's and and that you know that whole Breck Breck Lester thing. Um, I got another comment, and with that all going on, I would also have Paul talk about how Heyman guys always leave the WWE, like CM Punk. Oh, okay, because there are things bigger than the WWE. That would help the no-show. Well done. Well done. I, I like that. I like that idea. Uh, I'll, I'll give you I'll give an applause. I would say the same thing. And just imagine how much heat that would be. And just, and like I said before, just I, I'm a traditional wrestling fan. I, I mean, I've, I've watched, I've been a wrestling fan for over 30 years. And I have seen it. I've seen Seen it when people draw heat and people just they just want them to lose. They just oh I can't stand him. I can't stand her. And they draw so much heat that they want that baby face to just dethrone them and take them out. And that's one of the biggest problems that the WWE does not have nowadays. That that they just don't under they just they just don't do it. I can't I I can't say they don't understand it because uh white heat, that's exactly. Um I can't say they don't understand it because Vince McMahon was, you know, he was the, the man then and he's the man now. So it's been the same person. Uh, of course, they had Vince uh, Sr., you know, uh, in the generation before Vince. But, I mean, since late 70s, you know, early 80s, uh, Vince McMahon's been the guy. So he's been a part of, uh, you know, the planning process for the past almost 40 years. So saying that he can't, they don't understand it, it's not accurate because he's seen it. He's planned it. He's booked it. He's, he's okayed it as far as just those characters. And, you know, so, you know, so many people say things evolve, blah, 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 blah. That, that, just because they evolve doesn't mean that they're good uh, because specifically with professional wrestling, you know, having this, having these matches, 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 it takes so much away from just who are we rooting for. We're so into this match. We want this person to take out this just dastardly heel, this 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 terrible, 
terrible, just grimacing, grimy villain, you know, and I think I think they're heading there. I think they got a chance uh, with with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And if you keep building this heat up, it, it, no clash, no clash, no physicality. Do not do it. There's no benefit to it. No benefit to it. Do not have any physicality because what that would do is that would say, okay, so I'm getting all this is combustible. I'm having all these all this heat on Brock Lesnar. Oh, now Roman Reigns has been right the whole time. I wanted to take out Brock Lesnar, and and there you go. That, that just changed the whole direction uh, as far as uh, WrestleMania is concerned. Absolutely. Um, Flair bring the Eve uh, back to WWE. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, and, and Flair was a master of it. Oh, Flair was a master of it. He he, he knew how to draw heat like the back of his hand. Uh, he. he <laughs> He drew heat in his sleep, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, and so he knew how to do it. And you know, there was a few other Rick Rude. Oh, Rick Rude was an amazing heat magnet. Uh, he knew how to draw some heat. I always say this. Last last year was a part of uh, uh, a Q&A with Rick Flair, Sting, and Jr. And I asked a question to him. I said, you know. What is your, you know, what are your thoughts of just the the, the dynamic of baby faces and heels? And you know, Sting, you know, Sting said, "Hey, listen, I'm old school. You know, I I respect the the art of the baby face and the heel." And he said something so profound, and I've said it before. And he said, "Listen, if there's not a good baby face, if there's not a good heel, if there's not a good heel, there's not a good baby face." He needed the strong heels to be a part, uh, to really make him who he was as a, as a, as a one of the best baby face of all time. If it wasn't for Ric Flair being such a heat magnet, Sting wouldn't be as popular as he was. Steamboat wouldn't be a po- as popular as he was. T.A. wouldn't be as, I mean, Tully Blanchard was a great heat magnet too. His his feud with uh, Magnum T.A. was incredible. You know, their, their cage match at the Starcade. Uh, it was it was it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's so many there were so many good heels in NWA, so many good heels in NWA. Um, this, yes, I agree, Robert. Right? Lexa is getting great at drawing heat. I totally agree with that, 100. Uh, percent Especially that uh, that swerve. Oh, it was beautiful. That that swerve promo she did. Uh, Freebirds were great at being heels. Absolutely, I agree with that as well. Um, you had, you know, I absolutely loved that swerve promo that Alexa Bliss uh, had when she won the Elimination Chamber. I saw it coming from a mile away personally, but I was excited about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's see how she does this. And as soon as she clicked that and, and they, they, oh, just having the, 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 I think the 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 PC as far as Gronk is concerned, the PC great. I mean, fantastic, um, fantastic with the PC, fantastic with the 
the training. So they, you know, they, they've got they've got that fine. That's they've got that on deck. No problem with that at all. Um, but at the same time, it's like, do we do we want to waste? I mean, do we want to spend our time as WWE uh, fans, WWE listen, uh, you know, WWE universe? Do we want to spend our time investing in an angle with Rob Gronkowski? And um, and 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 Mojo Raleigh, uh, Mojo interest music. Thank you, Luke. Yes, yes. Um, right. Okay, so we got a few. Right. Yes. Uh, Alexa Bliss's promo with Nia was amazing. I agree with that. It was very very good. The only thing we'll talk about Raw here in a minute. The only thing I just I don't don't want to see Nia Jack versus. Alexa Bliss. I mean, do you? I don't. I don't think they should make Nia Jax a babyface. I think she's just. I think she's a great heel. Keep her heel. I definitely don't want to see a heel versus heel at Mania. I think that would be a, a bad idea. You lost against Nia Jax to get on Raw, and then I mean to get on the card, the main event, and then you lose against Oscar again. And so I, I, I'm just not a fan of that. I don't think Nia Jack should be. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Nia versus Alexa. Nia Jax is a baby face. I don't think. I don't. She better turn heel very quickly if she turns baby face for Mania. I don't want to see her as a baby face. Um. Okay, so that was a good comment, and then and then Mojo entrance music is horrible. Yes, I agree. I said that before on my show. I think Mojo Rawley's entrance music is probably the worst entrance music in the terrible. How in the world are you going to develop a strong heel? He made a heel turn. How are you going to develop develop this guy into being in the if his entrance music is horrible? It is absolutely horrible. Nothing about screams. A villainous heel. None of it. None of it does. It's terrible. Uh, got a comment. Granny, uh, how about the no-win record for Kurt Hawkins in his new T-shirt? That's so bad. Yeah. Um, I just had I had Tyler Rex on my show a few weeks back for the second time, and he was talking about it. Because him and Kurt Hawkins, they used to tag together, of course. And uh, he was talking about the losing streak of uh, Kurt Hawkins, and uh, so yeah, go back and watch that, uh, and, and and listen to that interview. And as far as him sharing his thoughts on that, and I agree with him too. You know, just <laughs> it takes a lot of patience. Kudos to Kurt Hawkins to be, you know, this is his WWE career, ladies and gentlemen, to lose over 150 times without winning a single match, and um, yeah, wow. It's it's quite sad. All right, real quick, um, Young Bucks. So Young Bucks tease uh, a match with uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Um, King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy is the correct answer. I think we already uh, figured that out. Real quick, uh, here's another uh, trivia question. Who retained the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 11? Who retained the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 11? Um yeah, so Young Bucks uh, teasing the match with Samus and Zara. It's pretty interesting uh, that they're kind of riding this out as far as WWE is concerned, allowing it to happen because WWE, you know, Chris Jericho said this uh, on his um, 
uh, podcast. I forgot uh, who he was. Well, I forgot who he was interviewing, but he was talking about how um, WWE is very serious about that. Like they 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 pay attention to Twitter accounts of their of their competitor of their uh, wrestlers of people who are wrestling under the WWE umbrella. They pay very close attention to that, and uh, so. Uh, saying saying that saying that is uh, and doing that kind of kind of doing the whole thing, but but in all fairness though it wasn't um, Seamus Seamus kind of cast out the the invitation, which is also a very interesting uh, WrestleMania angle, an open invitation for the Raw Championships. You know, they got a month left. They, the month left that can lead up to a very some very interesting things as far as who's going to be the championship. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley he responded to it. I uh, said uh, he said uh, the the uh, Dudley's picture put the Dudley's picture on there and uh, he kind of you know unofficially accepted the open invitation. And it'll be interesting too because the Dudley's going to be the Dudley's are going to be inter- inducted into the Hall of Fame. So do they go against? So they get inducted in the Hall of Fame. The ceremony is Friday night because NXT is Saturday night. So Friday get inducted. Saturday, I mean, well, Sunday they compete against the the bar for the for the titles and become ten time champions. That would be quite interesting. And they officially retire together, and then they have a Raw Tag Team Title Tournament. What the heck? Just you know, what the heck? Send them, send everybody home happy. Um, I mean, so I'm sure there's other options as far as see. I would be more interested. I mean, in, in this in these months, like you know, uh, May, June, those are usually the most the, two of the off months as far as WWE, as far as resetting things and just kind of getting to, to the thick of things as far as just the restart of the pro wrestling year. Um, the reset button comes in April. You know, and then so at the end of April, May, and June are usually the three months that uh, the off season of the WWE. Uh, you got to come and Devon is out of shape. Didn't call the Hardys. Call out the New Day while in TNA. Um, I well, I think that uh, I think calling out the that would be kind of uh, well. They beat the New Day though, so they you know their their biggest thing is we beat all these teams. And there's nobody else left, so they beat they beat the new day. Um, so yeah, you know we'll, we'll see. You know we'll see if they have a team that they haven't because they beat the Hardys last year. They I mean they they won the titles from the Hardys. So a team that they didn't beat, I don't think they beat the Dudleys. So, but I mean like <laughs> like the comment, uh, it, yeah, Devon is. Um, He's a WWE agent backstage. He doesn't care a lick about wrestling anymore, which I totally understand. He's paid his dues and he's eating, you know, he's eating well. <laughs> he's eating well and um uh yeah, <laughs> you know, spending some time as an agent. Um so I don't know, it'd be I mean it's interesting. Young Bucks responded to it. Uh Nick I believe it's Nick Jackson that uh, said that they're available on that day. But here's here's at the end of the day, this is what it's going to lead to. Um, it's going to lead to nothing, which is smart for Nick Jackson because it's uh, causing a lot of uh, talk. Um, 
So, yeah, that would be interesting. Here's the thing. They sign into your contract with ROH. It's up this December. So just contractually, they, they can't do the match. and So it's not going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, but, I mean, it helps the Young Bucks. I mean, they've got that all-in event coming in at, uh, coming in September. So it helps them with the publicity. So kudos to that. Uh, I got a comment. They haven't beat Sanity or the Authors of Pain. I want to see Authors of Pain or, and or Sanity against War Machine before uh, either of them get called up. I just I can see authors of pain, but I don't. You know, author. Do you give the authors of pain the titles uh, their first day of mania? I don't think you do that. I, you know, I don't think you give them the titles um, right before, like the same day of uh, of their debut. I don't think that they're strong enough. I mean, authors. I mean, they look the part to to just be champions their first day. You know, of coming. Uh, on the um, at, at Mania, but do you do you give them the titles? See, you wouldn't want the bar to beat them because that wouldn't make sense. But do you have them win the Raw Tag Team Titles their first night? Uh, very interesting, very very interesting to see how that goes. Authors of Pain would make a perfect team, you know, as far as just a dominant team that, uh, you know, we've beat everybody, but the Authors of Pain, you know, come up. But you still have that Dusty Classic, and so we'll see. We'll see. Authors of Pain could be. I don't think Sanity, um, I don't think Sanity should be the, you know, should be it. Um, I like Sanity, but I think Sanity's really good for NXT. I don't know how successful they'll be on the main roster. Um, all right, so real quick, let's get into uh, Raw and SmackDown. Um, we have I haven't got the I haven't got an answer for who retained the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 11. Have I stumped you all? Have I stumped you all? Um, who retained the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 11? What is the answer to that? Right, as far as Raw is concerned, we, I, I, I've touched on Raw. I've touched on most of Raw. Um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, the okay. So real quick, Angle versus Steph. Uh, Angle and Triple H. Um, Stephanie and Ronda Rousey. The mixed tag. So Angle Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. I don't know if Triple H and Stephanie is cool because I don't think that you know they've. They're they're a married couple. They're the authority. Just uh, you know, is, is there, Diesel. That's correct. Diesel is the, the correct answer. Great job, Diesel. Um, so you know, Stephanie and Triple H, they didn't do it through you know, the the authority angle. You know, during that time, they didn't have a match together at WrestleMania. So it makes sense. To have Triple H and Stephanie together, as long as they've been married, they've never had that type of mixed tag team match together at Mania. So that's a big deal for them. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. However, I like the Rousey thing. I mean, it's it's, a, it's definitely a huge deal. It's it's a it's a box office you know boom for WWE putting Rousey in the spot. Um, I think the promo, you know, I like the face, I like the smile, and that, you know, the the face of, the face of fear, <laughs> uh, not fear for her, but fear of of, of others for uh, of her. 
Um, so I like that. I like the transition to the smiles to that big, you know, face that I'm, I'm about to kill you type deal. Um, but here's the thing, and I might not. Uh, someone saying Bronch attack with Ronda. No, see, I don't. I, I'm all. I'm not totally opposed to that, but I don't. I'm not a big fan of Angle tagging with her, though. I just as much of a legend that Kurt Angle is. I mean, well-deserved Hall of Famer. I was at the Hall of Fame last year. Awesome. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Someone said I should get a prize for knowing all this wrestling history. Keep the questions coming. I got another trivia question for you before uh, we get off the show here. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, okay, here's the thing. There's no doubt in my mind, Kurt Angle is one of the greatest of all time. WWE, Impact Wrestling, Pro Wrestling, period. That's that's above what I'm about to say. But here's here's the thing. So with Kurt Angle, with his uh, return at, uh, I think it was TLC that he came back, or was it No Mercy? I think it was TLC. It was TLC. With that and with Survivor Series, I think that that heavily diluted uh, Angle's kind of luster and, and, and desire for personally desire for me to see him compete again, because those, both of those matches, it was off. It, it wasn't, you know, I understand that he's getting older now. He's uh, just about 50. I think he turns 50 this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, 50 years old and okay, can still go uh, at 50, but uh, I mean, of course, <laughs> You know he's he's uh, he looks older. Um, yeah, so he turns fifty in December. So Cardengo is going to be fifty years old in December. So you got a fifty year old man, and you know he's he's had some years on him. You know uh, he ha- he's had a, a few broken freaking necks, and I mean I I, th- I think all of that was pretty apparent the times that he came back at TLC and at uh, Survivor Series. And so I'm not very enthusiastic back. I mean, like I said last week, I'm sure it'll change when the music comes on and I still get bothered when people chant, you suck the Kurt Angle when he's a baby face. I don't know. I guess it's just the pettiness. Uh, There's probably petty to some people, but I still stand by it. I think we chant, you suck the Kurt Angle. I kind of want to make them change it to the ECW music, the, the kind of revised, revamped uh, Kurt Angle music when he had an ECW, which I liked a whole lot. I kind of want them to change it to that for a while, you know, just because there wasn't like an opportunity for them to, for them to chant that. But I just don't like when they do that when he's a babyface. It's kind of weird. Uh, um, but at the same time, the music is, you know, legendary. The He's, you know, the pop will be huge. But I mean, Ronda Rousey, someone's going to have to carry Ronda Rousey, you know, as far as just experience is concerned. Now, I've seen videos where she's been training. You know, she, with the past, with the exception of the two past losses in the UFC, she was a monster. She trained her butt off. She's an amazing trainer, amazing fighter. We get that. We get the intensity that she has as far as her training is concerned. However, you know, she's, green in the ring, you know, so 
uh, MMA and, and in pro wrestling as far as endurance training, uh, as far as just training, hitting those ropes and all 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 around, much different, you know, than MMA. And uh, I've trained for both, actually. I've trained for both pro uh, wrestling. I did freestyle wrestling. Uh, I trained for both that and I trained for MMA. And uh, personally, it's, it's, it's a difference. Uh, so we'll see, but I'm just you know I'd prefer. Of course, The Rock would have been the the, the best option, uh, but uh, you know they don't want to filmmakers and all that. You know they don't want to make him hurt again like he did a few years back. So, and then you know my my pick for the past uh, few weeks has been brought Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley would have been a really really good choice, uh, but they're not. They're, they're deciding not to do with that. As far as the rest of the Raw was concerned, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm interested in the Bailey Sasha match. We'll see how that goes. We'll see if that's uh, locked in for WrestleMania. But I'll, I'll be totally fine with that. This will be the first non-gimmicked um, singles women's wrestling match ever, I believe, um, without a title. No, no title. Non-title singles women's wrestling match. Well, then this will be the first one ever, so if that happens. So it would be really interesting. Okay, real quick. So this Cena Gold Dust thing was just so weird to me. It was so weird, and I'm just going to tell you what I was thinking at the time. I was saying, okay, is Gold Dust drunk here? I mean, he's he's done a fantastic job just, you know, um, kind of revamping his life and – yeah, so I mean, I was that was what was in my head. Like, is 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 Goldust okay after this? After this whole thing happened, it confused the heck out of me. I was totally confused after all this. It was just so weird and confusing. Uh, but I, I was thinking, man, what is this? What is this promo about? What is he saying? What is he doing? What is going on? This is so weird. I don't know what the heck was going on, and uh, I was, I, you know, I was concerned for Gotas for for a little bit. Um, I hope he's okay, uh, but that promo was just odd. It was just really, really odd. So I was, I was more sympathetic for Goldust at the end. He was trying to cut a heel promo, but I had sympathy for him. I just wonder if he was okay. Uh, you know, just the whole thing with Cena was just really weird. It was, it was kind of pointless to me. Uh, so, you know, uh, all in all, I was okay. Uh, I wasn't too thrilled by Raw. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it was okay. Uh, we talked about the Rollins. Uh, we talked about the ending with uh, Reigns and, and Heyman. I like Rollins and Miz versus and, and, and Balor for the Incarnate Championship. I think that would be a fantastic match at WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, Bray and Matt, uh, the, cart and the compound thing, it should be pretty interesting. Um, like I, like I've said before, Bray Wyatt, you know, he has this thing about just <laughs> continuing and continuing, and continuing to have this long, drawn out feuds that leads nowhere. And I don't know, maybe you have a soft spot for Rhino, but what the heck? <laughs> you know, it's just why are they just having Rhino get squashed like that so much? As far as SmackDown is concerned, I tweeted this, man. They did a really, really good promo uh, vignette for the Usos and the New Day. Oh, man. I just, I mean, I, I know I, I'll be there, um, and I think that's going to be fantastic. 
Um, so I'm excited about that match. I'm excited to see it live. And I think they should have done it at WrestleMania. So for some reason, we'll get to uh, predictions here in just a little bit. Um, but I think we're going to get some type of Bludgeon Brothers triple threat, Matt. I don't want to see that. I would have rather seen that. Um, I would have rather saw that. I would have rather seen that uh, on Fastlane. You can do a triple threat. You can have some type of Bludgeon Brothers uh, costing Usos or New Day beating up all of them up or something like that. You could have uh, New Day go against the Bludgeon Brothers to see who's the number one contender. Then you can do the new Usos versus the New Day one-on-one at Mania. That match would have torn the house down. So I definitely know it's going to do that at Fastlane. That would have been one of the most interesting matches. We'll see how we'll see where they lead to as far as what they're going to do. But it seems like they're going to do a triple threat. I'm just not interested in that at all. When is Carmella going to turn uh, cash in or uh, money in the bank? Uh, Dolph Ziggler, just yikes. Uh, Sami Zayn winning. Um, with Jinder Mahal winning, they may just throw him in the, the match, the U.S. title match, which would make sense. I'm totally okay with that. I'm okay with Jinder Mahal as a mid-card talent. I think it's a good call. Um, Sami Zayn and winning that, uh, that five-way, um, you know, made him look important. Uh, it seems like I don't want to see Sami Zayn versus Cam- Kevin Owens at Mania, though. We've seen that way too much. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that at all. Um, Vanguard One has returned. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Ronda turn heel at Mania and having a Heyman manager. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely. I totally be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> Cena versus Goldust in the backlot brawl. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Raw needs to go back to t- two hours. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Raw needs to go back to two hours. Uh, if they do, if they make the deal with Fox Sports, I mean, Cal- Colin Cowherd uh, came in. Uh, I think uh, was it SmackDown last week? I believe it was. Uh, he was in appearance. There were some other Fox executives uh, there uh, to, to to watch it. That's the reason why they beefed it up so much and had Cena versus Styles. Um, so if they do this Fox deal, that would have to be t- uh, ten uh, two hours anyways because they have their news, I believe, at the 10 o'clock hour. So it would be two hours. So if they do this Fox deal, hopefully so, uh, we'll get two hours again. Vanguard 1 has returned, yes. Um, all right, trivia question. What was the main event of WrestleMania 11? What was the main event of WrestleMania 11. All right, so let's get into the flavor of the week uh, real quick uh, before we get into the Elimination Chamber. Uh, not Elimination Chamber, Fastlane. Elimination Chamber was uh, last year, last month, uh, before we get to the uh, Fastlane uh, predictions. Let's talk about the uh, WrestleMania 9. So just your thoughts. Do you think that WrestleMania 9, the – Do you think that WrestleMania 9 was, in fact, the worst WrestleMania of all time? So we're going to talk about that at the Flavor of the Week. Uh, We'll see see, see your thoughts on it and see how you feel about it as far as uh, was it truly 
was it truly the the worst? Why why does it get so much flack? Why is it? Why do people crap on WrestleMania nine uh, so much? And uh, we'll get your we'll get your thoughts on 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 that with the flavor of the week here. <laughs> WrestleMania nine, yeah, I, I you know that's how I think about it. Drum roll, drum roll for how I think about it. Uh, it is now time for right. the flavor of the week. Um, do I think it was the worst of all time? Uh, Eleven was not very good either. Um, so eleven's given eleven gives us some pretty good competition, actually, uh, as far as just the worst of all time. Um, I think, uh, but nine was I mean the whole Caesar's Palace, the whole gimmick type of deal. It was it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was it was quite bad. Uh, I I I think that I think that because. The, the matches was so off, and okay, so I'm gonna go through the card. I'm, I'm gonna run down the card as far as just um, what 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 matches were there, and then and then the Hogan thing at the end was uh, just kind of odd too. Okay, so you had Tatanka defeating Shawn Michaels by countout, so he didn't win the Intercontinental Championship, but it was for the Intercontinental Championship. Steiner Brothers defeating the Head Shrinkers to retain. Uh, well, there was a tag team match. There were a few with the Head Shrinkers at the time. I remember the the, the Doink the Crown, the Doink Crush feud that they had was uh, quite interesting. Uh, that was when Doink was kind of like the the evil Doink, and uh, uh, Crush still was rocking the orange. <laughs> so he beat he beat Crush. Razor Ramon defeating Bob Backlund. Uh, so yeah, that was just kind of like a filler match. Uh, Money Inc. defeating the Mega Maniacs uh, by disqualification, so they were they retained the, uh, the the championship at that time. Luger defeating Perfect uh, in a singles match. Then you had uh, Undertaker. <laughs> I think that was his only disqualification uh, Matt win that he had when he beat uh, John Gonzalez. Uh, so that was that was odd. Yokozuna. Okay, so then you have the Yokozuna defeating Bret Hart, and then Hogan defeating Yokozuna in like twenty seconds. I think it was a little, like a little over twenty seconds. So I think all in all, probably was the worst <laughs> review of all time. I may go back on that, um, but as far as I think it rightfully gets the negative flack that. Um, that it deserves to have. It was it was quite a bad WrestleMania. So um, I don't think as far I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna look at all the WrestleManias one of these days when I have enough time. I'm just gonna watch them um, and just really see. I might even write about it. Really see if WrestleMania Nine was indeed the worst WrestleMania of all time. So as of now, the answer is yes. Uh, right now, the answer is yes. So, 
All right, so let's get to these fast lane predictions, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to these fast lane predictions. All right, so we have, as far as matches are concerned, I'm uh, looking forward to it. As a matter of fact, Pancakes and Power Slam show will be at Boston, uh, right across the street from the uh, Nationwide Arena. Uh, 3.30 in Columbus, Ohio, we support our Pancakes and Power Slam shirts. So come visit us. Come chat, let's talk about wrestling, take pictures, um, and we'll have some fun um, at Boston's before uh, the, uh, the Fastlane review. 3.30, Boston, meet us there at the Penny Kings Power Slam show. Um, I'll be there, let's talk wrestling, let's eat some good food, and uh, let's uh, go over some some talks about WWE Fastlane with the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Once again, it will be in Boston at 3.30. The rest of my Boston. Across the street from uh, Nationwide Arena at 3.30, right before Fastlane on Sunday. Alright, so we have, let's see, Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella. They just threw this match together on SmackDown. Uh, I, I've got... Um, Baby faces mentioned Naomi. What is whether this leads to maybe a multi woman match? I have no clue what this leads to. Um, let's see. This So, 
yeah, we'll see. So I've got Charlotte beating Ruby Riot. Uh, I've got uh, ooh, Usos and New Day. Hmm. Hmm. I don't see a clean finish here. I see the Blood Bludgeon Brothers. I see them attacking attacking both of them. So we'll probably have a triple threat. Uh, as far as Bobby Roode and, uh, and and okay, yeah. So Jenna Mahal is added into it. Triple uh, threat now. I think that uh, Roode retains. Hmm. Yeah, I think that Roode retains, and somehow we'll have these people involved in the. And, and Mania as well, maybe with the fourth person. And then, of course, AJ Styles was his back challenge. I'm pretty sure that was up. So, we're getting, uh, so I'm getting a bunch of people saying two is the worst. Okay. WrestleMania two is the worst. Interesting. Well, I thought, what was that? It was, it was two. Piper uh, T. Piper Mr. T was, was WrestleMania two. Um, Boxing match. Well, two was the, the three stadiums, weren't it? Yeah, I think two was the three stadiums. So yeah, so people saying two. You know, got people saying two being the worst, huh? Two being worse than nine. I'm not quite sure about that. Well, was Hogan Bundy was Hogan Bundy two as well. Um, yeah, wasn't two Hogan Bundy? Four was the. With Savage one. Um, I think what, five was the Mega Powers Explode. Six was Hogan the Warrior, right? Yeah, Hogan Bundy was two. And the Bulldogs against the Dream Team. Uh, and then T, yeah, T and Piper in the boxing match. So, uh, I'm still going nine. I don't think two is all right, ladies and gentlemen, so it's been a pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 310th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Great show as always. Thank you so much for all the wonderful interaction on the Wrestling Facebook page. We are here every week, uh, 11, 11.30, depending on uh, the spot of the interview. Uh, so just join us. Um, join, join the video cast. Of course, uh, join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Join Twitter at Crave Wrestling, and we'll be look. We'll be seeing these videos on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube page. So go to the Wrestling Inc. YouTube page. And on top of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, you've got so many awesome things on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube page. You got podcasts, you got headlines, news stuff, interviews, all types of fun stuff on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube page, and also, of course, WrestlingInc.com is your place to be when it comes to news and headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 310th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are one step closer to WrestleMania. I'll be at Fastlane, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be at Boston's across the street from Fastlane at 3.30. Come join us. Come join the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I will be having some fun eating some wrestling. So come join us in Boston if you are attending the past night review. Until your week of wrestling, until, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless you all. Have a good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.